The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! You think he's gone? He's not gone! That's the whole point! He's never gone! Is this some radical new therapy? You see? What's that run a little? You were just talking to me. Do you think that you could repeat the question? Listen more attentively. You missed this Friday, Paul. Must have been something. You abandoned me. How dare you? I thought I'd hear about that. Especially on the air. No, it's no fun doing it privately. <laughs> right? You got it. Still trying to get still trying to get everything up on my Facebook page. We just so discombobulated. It's yeah. So what happened to the song? I was enjoying it. Yeah. No, it was a good song. Uh, that's Melvin Taylor, who opened up our charity bash last week. Uh, we appreciate that. Um, hi. How you how you how you guys doing? How's everything? I'm Tom Duggan here on the Paying Attention podcast. Thank you, thank you, all three people. Thank who you. Are please sit down. Please, yes. Please, please, please. sit down, no, everybody, no, everybody. Yes. Okay. Uh, thank you for coming. Thank you for uh, listening to the program. We are on. Uh, we are at the. <coughs> excuse me, Studio Twenty One Podcast Cafe. Studio Twenty One. Where are the other twenty? Um, I don't know. Downstairs, I think. Ah. So many studios very big, here. Yeah, it's a very big My building. My gosh, yeah. And we're high atop the uh, the skyscraper known as Two Guys Smoke Shop here in Salem, New Hampshire. Boy, You'll notice anything more than two stories in Salem, New Hampshire is a skyscraper. Yeah, I look down and they're like ants down right, there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, if, if you're a cigar guy, you really want to come by Two Guys Smoke Shop, see Dave or Mr. Jonathan or any of the guys downstairs. Um, I'm not really a cigar guy. I smoke cigarettes, but... Um, uh, my understanding from everybody that I know that smokes cigars, this is the place to get them. Like, he, like Dave can get you about anything you need. So uh, come on and do that. Uh, we also want to thank our other sponsors. We have uh, Two Guys Smoke Shop. Uh, we already mentioned that. Twin Lights Security. But mm-hmm. I don't know why these guys love me so much. I really don't. Um, and we've, okay. got a, we've got a GoFundMe page we're, we're, we're going to talk about in a couple minutes. Um, but uh, Pat McLaughlin and Mike Thibodeau at Twin Lights Security have sponsored our show. They've bought ads in the Valley Patriot. They sponsored our Valley Patriot charity bash and even donated $1,000 to our uh, GoFundMe pay, for, to our GoFundMe effort for Legal Defense Fund for the Valley Patriot because we're getting sued. So I, I, I don't know what it is that I did that made these guys love me so much. I just want to make sure that they understand that I love them well, back just as much I because they've done, an, they've done an awful lot for me even just in the last few months. It might be what you haven't done, and that is Talk about them. Ex- express yourself <laughs> in a Tom Duggan kind of way uh, about them, perhaps. All righty. And then we've got Angelo <laughs> at A&M Auto Body. Angelo over there. Was, over there? Yeah, he was, at the, he was at the bash. I was making fun of his accent because yes. he's Italian. And I don't know why, but everybody around me seems to be Italian. Yeah, um, the guy to your left is too. So if it, so, he runs A and M Auto Body, which is at the old Metropolitan Building on South Broadway in Lawrence on Inman Street. So if you have a problem with your car, um, somebody dings it. I got somebody ripped my mirror off last week. Um, I got sideswiped. Really? Some guy knocked my mirror off. Um, you have a little problem with your car, you want to make sure you bring it to Angelo over at A&M Auto Body. Tell him that you are a listener to this program, and he will take care of you. And he's going to ask you, like, you know, you can't just, like, say, oh, I'm, I'm a friend of Tom Duggins, or I listen to the show. Because he's going to ask you, like, oh, what show is yeah. that? Like, you know, he's going he's gonna to make sure that you really are a friend of ours, that you yes. really do listen. Either that or Tom Duggan who? Yeah, exactly, yeah. right? Um, over the air. Over the air. Yeah. So, and then we've got, uh, we've got Fred the Barber. Fred the Barber. Yeah, so we had a guy walk into our office a couple weeks ago, uh, Ken DeLuca, who gets his hair cut at uh, Fred the Barber on South Broadway. I think everybody should be somebody the something. Mm -hmm. Everybody should be. Yeah, I'm Tom the pain in the ass. Yes. You're Paul the guy that's always late. (laughs) I made it here on time. You did. You did within a couple of seconds, but you did do it, and I give you credit for that. Five seconds to spare. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, We also want to throw a free plug out to our good friend, attorney Peter Caruso, who I owe a ton of money to from the last lawsuit that that we were involved in, which, by the way, I did not lose. So um, we, we actually still have a perfect record, at least so far. We're hoping to continue that. Um, and uh, who else do we have? Two guys, Twin Lights, a and Oh, and then, of course, Joe Zingales, Rosanna Zingales from Team Zingales, Century 21. They sell houses. They buy houses. 
Uh, mm. these, these people have been with us since the very beginning. They've been with us since 2004 when we started the paper. Um, they weren't with Century 21. They were with someone else back then. Now they're with Century 21. They stayed with us. Um, they are located in Methuen on Pleasant Valley Street. If you are looking to buy a house, if you're looking to sell a house, or if you're looking to rent, they own tons of property too. So they, you know, if, if you call them, I'm sure they can help you out. Um, you know, no. I'm, I, I, might, I might be homeless someday, so I'm going to be calling them looking for Absolutely. help. Absolutely. Sure. For you know what's interesting about the, their name? It used to be Cutting Edge because it was the 20th century when they named the place, I would imagine. Century 21, right. Yeah, right, right. Cutting Edge, 21st century. Now that we're in the 21st century, um, are they going to rename themselves the, the Century 22? Century 22. Just change it every year now? Yeah, why not? It cost you a lot of money on business cards. It might. Yeah. Just to, to Websites, uh, ch- change cards. one little digit, but right. at least they'll be cutting edge again. So that voice you're hearing is my co-host, Paul Morano, today. Hello. Uh, we have no Fred and no Meredith today. I don't know why this is doing this. Um, no Fred, no, no Meredith no today. No Fred the newsman. No Fred the newsman. You know, the guy that says, who's always here for you? Who's here every week for you? And this week he's not here with us. Yeah. Um, but that's okay because they, they are very dedicated. They're actually not here today because they're out trying to help us get a little bit of money for our uh, legal defense uh, fund, which we're going to talk about shortly. Um, but I did want to talk about some topics first before I talk about me because I think I talk way too much about me. And quite frankly, I'm sick of talking about me, and I'm pretty sure most other people are sick of me talking about me. So, um, so I wanted to talk about some, some topics, and I wanted to start. Right. Usually I say to you, Paul, hey, what do you have? Yeah, and I, I, got, I got some a uh, couple of things, but let's go to yours but first. But I, I want to I come back to this yeah. Stormy Daniels thing. Okay. Um, because I, I just – I don't know, Paul. Yeah. A woman who's a porn star accuses somebody of sleeping with her. I didn't realize that was a felony in America. Well, first of all... Is that all, a felony? Like, am I, am I wrong about this? Is it going to no. be an FBI investigation because he slept with somebody or accused of sleeping? Okay. How is it even accused? Like, it is not a felony. A, he was accused of sleeping with someone as if he did something wrong. Like, you don't accuse somebody of doing something that's not wrong. So they, they accuse yeah. him of, of sleeping with... How? Like, I don't understand. Like, first... I don't understand how it's news. Yeah. Second, I don't understand how it's the lead story every single day hmm. when you've got a possible nuclear war with North Korea, when you've got you know, hundreds of thousands of illegal aliens streaming across okay, the border. Okay, I disagree with you. I think you do understand, and you you're do. just saying this to get conversation going. No, I, th- I think because she's a porn star, she has yeah. big boobs, and they hate <laughs> Donald Trump. No, I, it's particularly that. They want to bring down Trump in any possible way they can. Right. Other things haven't worked yet. Right. I mean, they're still working on the other things. Right. But this is just another way to try to destroy his credibility and bring him down. But they've already called him a Nazi. How much more of a credibility? I mean, how much more can you destroy someone's credibility? Well, uh, you've you've got many angles here. You've got a lot of people who uh, like him who may be socially uh, conservative. Mm -hmm. So now they're going after those folks, So the the, the so-called base to uh, try to get their allegiances uh, against him. You know what's absolutely hysterical, and I bet you've Mm. noticed this too because you're actually part of the group that they're targeting. The media is trying so hard to get religious people to hate Donald Trump because he slept with a porn star. They're apoplectic every night saying, but but, but these religious people, they all must be a bunch of hypocrites because they talk about sexual morality, but they're sticking with this guy. Right, because even though, even I think, I'm not an overly religious person, but I think it's because... They don't care. They, we're not electing a pope. We're not electing a priest. We're, we're not electing the moral arbiter of our society. We're electing a guy to do a job and make decisions for our government. You know, we're and the not same people who made excuses for, for, for Bill Clinton getting a Hummer in the White House are wringing their hands and going, oh, my God, look how awful it is that Donald Trump maybe might have, could have almost maybe slept with a porn star 10 years ago. <laughs> like, what? We're not even uh, electing a neighbor. Um, right. One, th- one thing before we get into the meat of the problem, of the question, is uh, why is every actress who does pornography a star? Right, right. Well, if you get naked, you're a star. She's not a porn... <laughs> She's not a... Uh, a Trust por- me, if you're really willing to get naked and do that on camera, you're a star, Why is baby? the word star against... <laughs> after every single name of somebody who does this? Well... All right, secondly... And by the way, I don't even yeah. think she is a porn star. She's just a stripper. I don't know. All right. Whatever she is, she's a human being who has done uh, terrible things for herself and is now trying to make a, a, a bigger name for herself. Right. She's looking to yeah. cash in. Um, I didn't see most of the uh, interview on 60 Minutes, um, a little uh, excerpts. And 
It's, I, I, I still didn't fully understand her stated purpose for doing this. Is it to try to clear her name? And what kind of name does she have to clear? Well, I don't... Well, this goes, this goes right into our next topic, doesn't it? Um, yeah, well, I mean, I don't think she's trying to clear her name. I think she's trying to make a name for herself. I think. Well, that, the, that seems to be what she said, though. She's trying to... Yeah, right. She's the one who brought it out. Yeah. She's the one doing interviews. She's the one billing herself as the woman who slept with Donald Trump in strip clubs all over America right now as we speak. Hmm. I'm pretty sure she's not trying to clear anything. You have to realize there's two different worlds here. There's the world of politics and the world of stripping and pornography and entertainment, right? In her world, in the world of stripping and pornography and entertainment, she's now a commodity because she's the woman who, quote, slept with Donald Trump, if we believe that that's what happened. Why, we, is, why is that? A, what do you mean by commodity? She's a commodity. She's, she's got value now. She has more value because Donald Trump right. supposedly had sexual relations right. with her. Right, and she's on CNN every day. Yeah. So she goes to a strip club, say, in Boston or in Florida or in, you know, New York, wherever. They bill her as, this is Stormy Daniels, the woman you see on CNN every day talking about Donald Trump. She slept with Donald Trump. And by the way, look at how big those boobs are. Wow. So is she somebody that's entering middle age that's trying to sort of revive her immoral lifestyle of a uh, of a job. Is that what she's trying to do? She's trying to re revitalize her name so she can get more jobs? Well, yeah, she's she's well, who who was Is she be, who was she before all this? Nobody. Right? You think she was right. getting the kind of money she's getting offered today to right. do strip clubs? So get, to get back to your original question, no, it's not a felony. Um, was it against the law? Uh, no, I don't think it broke any civil laws that I know of. Uh, then why is why is this happening? Why is it all over the news 24/7? Um, sex and, plus right. attacking someone that the press yes. doesn't like. A sex scandal always makes good print. Depending on who you are. Um, if you're a liberal Democrat, if you're Bonnie mm. Frank, oh, yeah. not yeah. so much. No. Right? He had a guy that was uh, that was a male prostitute prostituting out of his house, and the press talked about it when they had to, and then mm. moved on as quick as they could because he was a liberal Democrat. But if you're a Republican, if you're a, if you're a conservative, then the narrative is, well, conservatives are supposed to be morally above all this stuff, so let's kill this guy even more. That has been true traditionally. And I, when I say traditionally, I mean for the past 30 years or so. However, let me give you some, uh, some challenge to that. Harvey Weinstein. Yes. That whole, that whole movement. Only as a means to get to Donald Trump. You really it think was only it was only Weinstein a, made a name for himself by the mainstream press to get to Donald Trump. What does that mean? Wait, say it again. No, no. What I'm saying is, why is Harvey Weinstein covered by the entire mainstream press? Only as a means to get to Donald All Trump. Right, tell me about it. Elaborate. Prior to Donald Trump. Yeah. This guy was raping women left and right. That's just right. Just like just about yeah. every other. Hollywood producer that, that, that exists, right? Hmm. Woman wants to be in a movie. She's really hot. Hey, if you sleep with me, maybe we can make this happen, right? But they sure as hell can't be going after Donald Trump if this is going on in their own house. So in order to have the moral high ground, and the, and the press tried very hard with Harvey Weinstein, right? Once women started coming forward, guys like you and I are on talk hmm. radio all over America going, hey, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Hollywood's going to lecture us about morality? Look what's going on there. So yeah, but as, we didn't know about it as, before as Weinstein. A, as a, well, but we knew what was going on in Hollywood, right? We knew about Bill Cosby. Well, we, know, we know, even though it's not talked about, we know how Hollywood works. The women who sleep their way to the top get to the top. The women that are at the top, 90% of them had to sleep there to get there, so I sleep their way to get there. We know. We know how Hollywood works. And this was their way of, right. of, of purging that so that it couldn't be used in a way that would diminish what they're doing to Donald Trump. Hmm. Okay. Plus, plus what Tucker always says, the revolution always eats itself, right? Eventually, you run a, it's like I said uh, a couple weeks ago. You know, if, if the, if the right-wing neo-Nazis got their way and killed all the blacks and Jews in the world, right, and all the Asians in the world, the only, they were the only ones left, they would find some subgroup amongst themselves that they now hated next and go after them next because the revolution always eats itself. It always does. And so that's what's going on now. Now you've got liberals going after liberals for doing those same things. It would have been nice had they done it 20 years ago so that fewer mm -hmm. women would have been raped maybe. Mm -hmm. um, but when it's politically expedient for them, boy, they have no problem throwing one of their own under the bus. And by the way, I'm glad they did. You know, he's obviously guilty. He's pretty much admitted that he's guilty. I see it as a good sign. I see it as um, um, liberals not, at least in this case, not trying to hide But it also the feeds, truth. it also feeds into the liberal anti-male narrative, right? Yes. Everything that's going on today is about yes. 
how uh, women are underrepresented, women are victims, men are, by virtue of being men, victimizers. And this and this and this falls in line with their narrative. This falls in line with a lot yeah, of the liberal. It was in their political interest to throw one guy, Harvey Weinstein, under the bus, maybe a few others along. But they the haven't done it before. And and what's his name? That's uh, Roman Polanski. Are you uh-huh. familiar with him? Oh, they're still celebrating him. Yeah, exactly. And there are others that they celebrate. Um, it's interesting how all of a sudden this guy uh, is their is their guy that they're going to go after to to create this Me Too movement. Right. Maybe he was at the center of a lot of, you know, big-time jobs. Maybe maybe that's why he was prominent or yeah. more prominent than these other guys. I think he also just pissed off the wrong people. Perhaps. You know, there were certain women that he slept with or raped or molested or whatever the situation is, mm. and they became as powerful as he is in the Hollywood industry, and then they decided, hey, look, now it's time to get back, get even with him. Could be. You know? Yeah. So I just, but I, I just, I, from an objective standpoint, it shouldn't be news. Like I don't understand how I don't understand how anybody can justify claiming that this is news. We know why they're doing it, but that doesn't make it news. Do you, you know, so, so you don't think Stormy Daniels should be news? Do you think Harvey Weinstein should have been news? Yes. Okay. Yes. Because it disrupted uh, all of Hollywood, uh, the entertainment well, industry. Well, here's the thing: if it was just an accusation. Hmm. I'm not sure it should be news, right? Okay. But when he But it's been proven. But but it's and, kind of and been it's proven, o- and it's right? ongoing. Right. Okay. Right. So, so so that's that, a little different. I think perhaps what you're saying is part of it is the fact that it's ongoing, like with Bill Clinton and, and Lewinsky. With Bill Clinton, he did was, it while he was president. That was ongoing. In the Oval yeah, Office. That was happening. That's news. Now, right. if it was in the residence of the White House, that's one thing. But he's in the Oval Office and he's having sex with an intern, which, by the way, is supposed to be sexual harassment, right? Hmm. It's actually rape because one person has power and the other doesn't. We keep getting told rape is not about sex, mm-hmm. which I, I completely disagree with. But if we're going to follow the narrative, right, we're going to follow what we're told we have to believe, that sex is about power, hmm. then what Bill Clinton did was he, right. ra- he raped Monica Lewinsky. So that's a very different story than a guy who might have slept with a porn star 10 years before he became president. Um, okay, so with Donald Trump... It's not ongoing. Right. And didn't happen is, when he was president. Didn't happen when he was president. And as far as we know, uh, all of the evidence so far that we know of states that it happened at least 10 years ago. Yes. Everything that has been, he's been accused of, including that, um, that little interview with, um, what was it, Entertainment Tonight in, in the trailer? Yes. With what's his name? Bush? Mm-hmm. Billy uh, Bush. Yeah, what he said there. All of that was, I mean, so all of this that has come out to the public has been at least 10 years old. Mm-hmm. And, and people knew this about him when they voted and they for him. Kn- yeah, they knew all about his, they knew about the three divorces. They knew about his, his extravagant lifestyle. So it seems to me that religious conservatives in this respect are not contradicting themselves. No. Especially if they have somebody that is going against Hillary Clinton. Right. I mean, it's, it's like when you, when you get, a choice of either A or B, and uh, and B would be uh, do much better things for the country than A. Uh, lifestyles of ten years ago uh, takes a secondary, um, you know, right priority. I have people on Facebook harassing me all the time, saying, "Why are you making excuses for Donald Trump? You went after so and so when he did this. You went. It's just because you like him. I'm not like everyone else. I don't do that, right?" If I thought Donald Trump was wrong, and a couple of times I've thought he's been wrong, I came out and I said, I think he's wrong. Um, I think he's wrong in a lot of things that he says. Well, I don't know about a lot of things. Maybe he is. Um, I, I, I wouldn't, you know, it's not, he, Donald Trump isn't the kind of guy that I would say, this, th- I wanted this guy to be my best friend, or right. I want him to be my neighbor. Right. Um, it's just not that kind of personality. But, and, and a lot of stuff that he says in public, particularly in tweets, um, I don't think, I think it's totally counterproductive, and it sounds uh, extremely immature. Yeah. And uh, this is the kind of personality I would not have written up in a, in a uh, you know in a perfect world to, uh, of somebody to be president. Right. Y- y- it's the kind of personality you don't know if you can trust. Now, all of that said, and so I, I'm, I've never been personally. I don't know about you. But I've never been a Donald Trump kiss up. He was 17th out of 17 Republicans <laughs> when they were running for president in my book. But uh, when he was nominated. Uh, there was no, there was no choice. It was either him or Hillary Clinton. You had right. to go with Trump. And in my humble opinion, since Trump has been president, even though I dislike lots of what he says uh, and does, perhaps behind the scenes, everything he's done as president, I, I heartily, or, or virtually everything, I heartily right. welcome. Right. 
So not hardly, but heartily. So there are some people who hate politicians or like politicians mm. based on their moral fiber, I guess. Um, there are some people that only judge people on their moral fiber when it's people they don't like, mm-hmm. which is most people, right? And then there's objective people like myself and maybe you who look at and they compartmentalize. They separate the two. I separate the two. Honestly, I don't care if he comes out tomorrow and declares that he wants to wear dresses and become a transgender. <laughs> I, really, I really couldn't care less. As long as it's not going to affect the policies yeah. that he's going to push, it's not going to affect my taxes that's a great question. You if, you, if you were to take a poll out of all, uh, all Donald Trump's base right. and say, here you have an election between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump, who is transi- transitioning, to <laughs> transitioning to a woman, to be a female, and, he's, and he's wearing dresses as he, as he goes on his Trump speech. I'm still voting for him. <laughs> who would you vote for? I'm still voting and for him. You know him. what? I, I, I don't know what conservatives would do I in, will. That, in that situation. I, I tell you what I'd do. I'm still <laughs> voting for him. You know why? Because... I don't care what he does. It doesn't yeah. affect my daily life. What I care about, and I think what most voters yeah. care about, is what's going to affect their daily life. Is this guy going to lower no your taxes? Is he going to make all the, of those things? Is he going to make business better? Is he going to improve education? That's what? we're hiring a guy to do a job. I, I have I own a company, right? So I have people who work for me. Um, I've got a driver. Uh, let's call him Bill. Okay, I got a driver. He beats his wife. He gets arrested for beating his wife. You think I care? He shows up for work the next day. If he delivers the newspapers and he does it right, he's well, going to deliver were, the newspapers. If you he's were president of the United States and you found out that somebody works for you in your cabinet is a wife beater, the press would kill you. They might. Would you, would you keep him on? Probably. You would. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's interesting. Because that's between the wife and him and the police and the courts. Now, if he gets arrested for beating his wife and he gets convicted, mm. then that's a problem and okay. he's gone. Right? Then, then he's guilty. Then he, then he's right. convicted by a jury. He's guilty. That's fine. All right. Then, then he's gone. But All right. I, I agree with you that what a president is going to do and does is top priority mm-hmm. as to why you vote for somebody. No mm-hmm. question. Everything else is, is secondary. However, there is a secondary uh, uh, purpose uh, or, or uh, reason for, to vote for a president, and that is he, re- he represents you. Now, you want to be proud of somebody who represents you, don't you? Generally, you want to be proud sure. of somebody who represents you. All right. Now, does does Donald Trump right now, with all his tweeting and all his uh, getting back at people and his juvenile behavior, uh, does that make you proud? Probably not, right? No, it does. It makes me very proud. It makes you proud. And here's why. Because even though it's juvenile, in some mm. cases it is, even though it's over the top, in a lot of cases it is, A... It makes the people at CNN absolutely nuts. They blow mm-hmm. a gasket every... Don, Don Lemon looks like he's going to cry every night. And whenever they say the term President of the United States, yeah. the way they say it, I just chortle in my office out loud. Andrea Mitchell was on last night. Andrea Mitchell was on last night, and they say it with such disdain. They say, this is the president of the United States (laughs) doing this. This is the president of the United States. And they can't get over over the fact that that the president of the United States doesn't hold the the liberal political correct talking points of everything that they've built over the last eight years under Obama. I love that stuff, too. I love that. However, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about how he's – his immature – Demeanor. Yeah, no. Basically, what I'm talking about. Would it be more helpful if he didn't do it? Yes. Would it be better for him if he didn't do it? And would it be better for what it is we want him to accomplish? Yeah, it probably would be better if he if he scaled back on the tweets and was a little bit more thoughtful about the tweets that he did. However, I think he uses it strategically. I think they're going to come out and they're going to talk about something he doesn't want them talking about. And he says mm-hmm. to Melania, "Hey, he want to watch CNN? Not talk about this for the next three days." And he grabs his phone and he types in "kafafi." Mm. And that's all they talk about. For th- all, he, all he wrote was coffee. He wrote, he wrote the word coffee with a V in it. And, they, and literally, I sat there for three days and watched CNN on every single show. Anderson Cooper, Wolf Blitzer, Jake Tapper, right? All the way up to Don Lemon at 10 o'clock. Every single one of them spent every single moment of their show talking about coffee. What did it mean? Was it a mistake? Did he not do Was he trying to do something else? Did he fall asleep while he was tweeting? As if any of this has to do with the rest of our lives. As if anything has to do with my taxes, my kids' education, my property, the border, our security, our military. It's all distraction because they here's what they don't want you to talk about. They don't want you the day that they were talking about Kafafi, you know what they yeah. weren't talking about for three days? Important things. They weren't talking about the fact that the Democrats who say they hate the Patriot Act mm. 
100% of them, unanimously in the Senate, voted to renew the FISA provision of the Patriot Act. Mm. They weren't talking about that for three days. If it was George Bush and the Republicans, they'd be, and, the, and, the, and the Democrats voted no, that would be three mm. days of story, right? What about Trump again banning transgenders? They've hardly talked about that. Yeah, from, and from the uh, army. But, but I'm not. I'm not. Uh, sh- I'm not sure that's going to stay. I, I hope yeah. that it does. Um, I, I don't care if someone wants to be a transgender in their life. If uh, if an employer wants a guide to be able to come to work and and service, you know, his coffee shop or whatever, and they're a transgender and he's okay with the guy wearing a woman's dress or vice versa, that's between them. Um, but when you join the military, you're no longer an individual. When you join the military, it's about cohesion. It's about fitting in. It's about doing a job as a team and as a unit. And if you want to leave, and if you want to go on leave from the army and wear dresses all weekend while you're on leave, couldn't care less. I don't think you should be thrown out of the military for that. But while you're serving, you should be wearing the same uniform as everybody else. If you have if you have a penis, you should be with the men, and if you don't, you should be with the women. Uh, let me rephrase that. If you were born with a penis, you should be with the men. If you were not born with one, you should be with the women. And if you've got some kind of a problem in between, well, then you need to get your shit together. And you shouldn't be in the military trying to be cohesive with a team. Now, that's not prejudice. It's not bigotry. I don't think these people should be denied jobs. I don't think these people should be denied housing. But what I do think is there are certain situations where you need to conform. And the military is the number one place you need to conform because if you've got a unit that's not working in conformity, it's not going to work on the battlefield. It just isn't. Now, have some transgendered people served the military and served honorably? Yes. But I would argue that I'm sure, positive, that it caused enough turmoil in their unit that it caused problems. There are a number of things that the military rejects people for. Right. A number of things. Some of those are mental health issues. Mm-hmm. I just think in our society today, we have, we have lost any kind of comf- compass as to what is healthy and what is unhealthy, mm-hmm. particularly when it comes to mental health, especially when that relates to something that's politically incorrect. Right. Somebody who has 100% of their billions of cells as XY or XX and seeks to, to uh, or identifies with and seeks to change that to their other sex, there's something psychologically going on here that needs to be treated. Be careful. You get, you get thrown off Facebook. That needs to be treated for their sake. And, I mean, uh, studies show that so many people who do go through the, the hormones and the surgical procedures are extremely depressed. The suicide rate is sky high, mm-hmm. and many of them are in deep regret yeah. because... What is deep inside of them that isn't getting, um, is, isn't getting any attention that, that makes them so uncomfortable with themselves has never been addressed right. in any meaningful way. All right. Well, what do you say we take a quick break? And um, when we come back, I want to talk about our GoFundMe page. We could use a little bit of help um, fighting a First Amendment lawsuit again. And hopefully it's going to get dismissed out of the gate. It should get dismissed out of the gate. It's it's an elected official suing me, and I'm pretty sure elected officials should be fair game on just about anything. We'll talk about that when we come back. Here on the Paying Attention Podcast, high atop Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. And you're listening to Paying Attention. Attention cigar smokers. Looking for cigars? Look no further than Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's never a gamble at Two Guys Smoke Shop with three locations in tax-free New Hampshire and over a million cigars on hand. We don't play around. Two Guys Rock. Two Guys Rock. With a billion choices. Hi, uh, this is Jimmy Flynn from the Lawrence Fire Department, Engine 5, and I hope uh, you're listening to Paying Attention. Yeah, oh, this is Robert Clary. I'm the author of From the Holocaust to Hogan's Heroes on Madison Book, and uh, you're listening to Paying Attention. Hi, I'm Allie from EISA. 
We provide security, investigations, and training. We advertise in the Valley Patriot. Why? Because it really works. Twin Lights Security and Investigations advertises in the Valley Patriot newspaper. Why? Because it really works. But don't take our word for it. Just ask our advertisers. They'll tell you advertising in the Valley Patriot newspaper really works. Broke, I don't want your money. Um, someone else who's pretty awesome. Uh, Century 21, jo uh, uh, Joe Zingales and Rosanna Zingales Lopez at Team Zingales. They sell houses. They buy houses. They've been with us from the very first year of the Valley Patriot in 2004 when they were Remax, before they were Century 21. Um, Joe gave a $2,000 scholarship last year at our bash. This year he's giving a $1,000 scholarship at the bash. Um, he sponsors our police rallies. Uh, Century 21 Teams in Gala sponsors our political debates. When we did the sheriff's debates, primary and final election. He sponsors this show. He sponsors us in the Valley Patriot. So you see a pattern here. People who come in with us, they get the publicity of this show and the newspaper and all the stuff that we do. They get business from it and they stay with us. And they stay with us because advertising with us works. That's just a fact. All right, now all right. we have a new sponsor today. And I apologize we didn't get to him. We're going to promote the crap out of him next week, I promise. Fred the Barber. Anybody remember Fred the Barber in Lawrence on South Broadway? He's been there for about 185 years. Um, and he looks pretty good for 185. Yeah. Um, Fred the Barber at 309 South Broadway in Lawrence is our new sponsor, thanks to Ken DeLuca, who bought a sponsorship for them because he loves Fred the Barber so much. Uh, he's been in business 25 years. He's open seven days a week. He is on South Broadway right next to Yokohama, which used to be a great sushi place. Not really so much anymore. Um, they're open at 8.30 every morning, seven days a week. Uh, Fred is there Monday through Friday, and Mike is there every other day. And you can still get a $15 haircut. Nice. Like, I don't know anywhere else you can go anywhere, including Lawrence, where you can get a $15 haircut, even with the 5,000 barbers there are all over North Lawrence. And they're open Fred three, the Barber. The Fred the Barber is our new sponsor, and we certainly appreciate him. Appreciate him. Then we've got Angelo Memolo from A&M Auto Body. He's in the old Metropolitan Building on South Broadway, right down the street from Fred the Barber. So you go get your car taken care of, and you go get a haircut while you're waiting. How about that, That's right? Great. So you go see Angelo in the old Metropolitan Building on South Broadway mm -hmm. in Lawrence. Angelo is such a great guy. He mm -hmm. advertises in the print edition of the Valley Patriot. He advertises on this show. And this morning, Paul, he called me and he said, how much is it for a table to your bash? Okay. I want to buy a table. He said, I'm probably only going to come with one or two people. So... How many ever empty seats there are at my table? You can have a veteran sit there for free. I'll pay for the ticket. That's awesome. So that's a, that's a guy you want to do business with, right? I do business with good people. Um, and I, if I have an advertiser that's not someone like Angelo, I really don't want their money. I don't care if I go broke. I don't want your money. Um, Twin Lights Security, Patrick McLaughlin, Mike Thibodeau at, at Twin Lights Security, uh, they not only are a great security company that provides personal and business security, they're also private investigators. And not only do they provide, they're going to be providing for free the security at the uh, 14th anniversary bash next Friday on March 23rd, um, but they also um, employ me. I do uh, private investigations with them from time to time when they, have some, when they have a need, when they need somebody to do like a real investigation because I'm an investigative reporter. It's kind of like what I do. Um, who do we miss out? Uh you know what happens if you're not paying attention. Hey, look, anybody who wants to run can run. And Marcos Devers won handily in white neighborhoods in South Lawrence. And I thank, I thank all the voters who voted for Marcos Devers. On the other hand, uh, no, white I, I person really... will, no white person will ever be a Hispanic in North Lawrence in Spanish neighborhoods. On their own. If Barbara Gonzalez runs against Jesus Christ in District C, Jesus isn't winning. <laughs> and you know it. Although they might be confused, they'll say Jesus, and they'll think maybe he's Hispanic. But, but they'll see Gonzalez, and they're going with the Z every time. You, you know it, don't you? Let's take a phone call. I'll take the laughter as an indictment. So don't miss a minute paying attention with Tom Duggan. <clears throat> All righty. All righty. Welcome back. Kind of feels like I just said all that stuff. Yes. I don't think the people listening understand that all of that stuff was recorded, pre-recorded from a, a show past. Right. Yeah. They probably thought that was live. Yeah. And, no, and, as if live. you said the whole, th that would mean that you said the whole thing twice. Twice, right. Yeah. Right. Well, we got to take care of our sponsors because they're the only reason why mm. we're here. And maybe this would be a good time to talk about our GoFundMe page. So we are being sued. 
And in Massachusetts, if you are a corporation, you cannot represent yourself. This was a way for the lawyers that run the legislature to get more business for their lawyer friends and themselves. Um, so okay. we need to come up with uh, $5,000 by early next week in order to answer this lawsuit we've been filed by an elected official. Um, and we've raised uh, about $1,100 on the GoFundMe page. I've raised another $1,000 beside the GoFundMe page. Um, if you go to GoFundMe and you type in Valley Patriot, it should come right up. Anything that you can give will help us. We're trying to stay in business. This guy is suing me and suing my paper because he's trying to close us down. He's trying to shut the paper down. And I'm going to go down fighting if I go down, but I'm going to fight. And the only way I can do that is if I can raise money to pay a lawyer to go in and fight for me. Um, we've got a great lawyer. I'm not going to tell you who he is yet because he hasn't filed. Um, and we don't want to tell the other side who we have. And then they can start doing research on that guy and start trying to destroy him. Uh, but the guy who's suing me hired Mince, Levin, and Cohn in Boston, like a multi-billion dollar law firm, to sue a guy that makes $29,000 a year. So this is not really about the lawsuit. It's really about trying to put me out of business because whether I win or lose, uh, if, this goes to, if, this goes, if we don't win on summary judgment at the beginning, it's going to probably cost me more money. Um, one, even if we win, it's going to cost me so much money, we're going to have to close the paper. And that's bad for everybody because we are a small monthly paper. We've been around since 2004. Uh, we do a lot of good for a lot of people, whether it's helping homeless veterans, whether it's giving scholarships to kids at our charity bash like we did last week. Um, you know, I almost, I almost wish that this had hit me a little sooner than it did mm-hmm. uh, because we gave $10,500 with the scholarships last week. Uh, if I'd known, maybe I would have given five. You know, we mm-hmm. gave another three or $4,000 to local veterans groups. Maybe I would have given one or two. Um, so I gave all my money away last week. Like literally we gave away all of our money and I do that every year, every year, because I only need the only expenses that I need to live. I don't make a lot of money. I, again, I made 29 last year. Um, I, I, I do it as a labor of love. I believe in the first amendment. I believe we're fighting for the first amendment. Uh, we've been sued a number of times. We haven't lost. Um, hopefully that's going to continue. But it only continues if we can pay the attorneys to represent us. So please go to GoFundMe, uh, type in Valley Patriot, give what you can. I've got 11,000 people following me on Facebook. If everybody gave a dollar or $2, we'd be fine. We'd be able to pay this lawyer. We'd be able to get through the first round and maybe even win the first round. Um, I think we actually have a really good shot at getting it dismissed out of the gate. Uh, this guy's an elected official. He's claiming he's got all kinds of damages that we're pretty sure he doesn't have. Um, not one person since my story has come out, not one, has called for his resignation. Not one person has mentioned my story at a city council meeting, a school committee meeting. In fact, the person that's suing me, this elected official, held a public forum one day last week in Methuen where the voters, the public, were invited to come and listen to him speak and ask him any questions that they want, and it never came up once. We had somebody there for the specific purpose of seeing whether or not this was going to come up, whether it caused him problems, if people were going to say, hey, you're a bum because of what Duggan wrote, and none of that happened. So no one's talking about my story except him. No one is demanding that he resign. There's, no, uh, there's, there's, no, no, there's nobody out there calling for a recall election against this guy. So I'm pretty sure he doesn't have the damages that he says that he has. I think that we can probably win this in the first round, and if that happens, we all move forward, right? We all move forward, and anything that he can show that I got wrong, I'll be happy to say that I got, I got it wrong, even if we win. I'm going to say that right out of the gate. Even if we win, if we take this determined we win, and I'm not legally responsible to admit that I did anything wrong, if he can show me along the way that I got something wrong, I'm more than happy to say I got it wrong, because that's what I do, right? Paul, you've known me, you've been known me for, what, 13 years now? Yeah. People have called into my show on numerous occasions over that 13 years and said, Tom, I think you got something wrong. And sometimes it's even embarrassing that I got something wrong. And the first thing that I say is, what, Paul? You're, you're right. Yeah. I mean, you, um, you, you don't seem to have a problem with um, correcting something, uh, including in your newspaper or on air, uh, if you're proven uh, wrong. So Yeah. And because that's, that's who I am. And, um, you know, if, if you're so seeking the truth of, of the story. Because to me, it's about my, my readers yeah. and my listeners. I want them to have the right information. So I wrote a story probably about two or three years ago. Um, it's not even important what it is. I got, a major, I got a major part of the story wrong. 
and my phone lit up the minute the paper hit the streets. And I opened the paper and I looked at it and I realized I had published the wrong version. I had put the draft in. I would laid the draft into the paper by accident. Mm. And in the final, I had actually taken that piece out because I actually, I actually had researched it along the way. Um, and the minute I saw it in print, my heart just sank and I went, oh my God. I came into the radio show. We were, we were on CAP at the time. And started my show off with, before we start, I have a story mm. in this month's paper, and I got something wrong. Someone showed me that I got it wrong, and here's what I got wrong. I just want my listeners and my audience to have the right story at the end of the day. That's who I am. So I'm just going to say right out of the gate, even if we win all the way to, all the, way to the end, even if, it gets dis- if we go into the first run and it gets dismissed, but during that hearing something comes up that, hey, yeah, Tom got something wrong in this, I'll be the first one to say it, even if I'm not legally responsible to, because like we said with Mike Demers, right, the Hafner's insurance, Hafner's oil company is not legally responsible to finish the cleanup of that oil spill that we talked about a few weeks ago. But they looked his mom in the eye and promised they'd make it right. They should, they should do it, right? They should just do it on their own. They should do it. After they won their case, they should have gone to the Demers, peop- the Demers family and said, look, now that we've won this and we're not legally responsible to give you whatever millions you were looking for, we did say we'd clean this up, and let us, let's work together and see if we can't find a way to make you guys happy and, and, and make this right. I'm about making things right. Um, if that's not worth keeping this paper going, I don't know what it's is. It's too bad you and the accuser can't get together for a private lunch even before everything begins. Yeah. I'm dead serious. I am too. And talk about, you know, I, I'm, I just want the truth. What do you see as untrue about my story? Right. Uh, and, you know, have him explain it to you, mm-hmm. and you explain it to him, mm-hmm. and then uh, perhaps you could actually come to a consensus. Look, if this guy, after my story came out, had called me on the phone, he, he hated me long mm. before this, so it's, I mean, mm. he, he wouldn't even say hi to me. I'd see him at events and say, hi, Mary, just walk by. Fine. You don't have to like me. I've always said that. But if he'd call me on the phone, I had maybe somebody on his behalf call me on the phone, right, mm. and say, Tom, you got this all wrong. You got paragraph three says this and this is the truth. And paragraph five says this and this is the truth. I would say put it in writing, send it to me. I'll publish every word of it. And we've done that. Bob Westcott, we can give you 10 examples of people that have written stories. I've written a story. Someone doesn't like it. They write eviscerating me. I publish every word of it. Mm. And then let the, let, the, let the readers decide, right? So if I had gotten a phone call and someone had said, you got something wrong, um, calling on behalf of this particular elected official that you wrote about, and he'd like to respond in kind, I would have given him all the, all the room that he wanted. Um, I don't think he's interested in correcting the record. I think he's just interested in destroying me. And that's why he hired a multi-billion dollar firm to go after a guy that makes $29,000 a year. So I don't think sitting down in a room, maybe, I'm, mm. maybe I'll be wrong about that, but I'm not inter- I don't think he's interested in sitting down in a room with us and trying to work anything out. I think he ju- and by the way, not for anything, but that kind of coincides with, the, with what I was trying to, convey to people this guy really was, right? That he was a bully, that he was a political hack, and that he was a bully, and that he destroys people that he, that he doesn't like. And now he's doing it to us. I, I think the fact that he's trying to use a sledgehammer to kill a fly, just by virtue of hiring Mince Levin, I think says a lot to a lot of people. Like, you could have hired any lawyer in the world that could have handled this case. Um, and here's the other reason that they hired a big law firm, because if we lose a defamation suit, we're responsible for paying their legal fees. So if you hired some lawyer, that some local lawyer that charges like $50 an hour, hmm. well, that might not bankrupt me if he wins. Hmm. But Mince Levin and Cohen probably burned through a million dollars just doing the first filing, right? I mean, they're a multi, multi, multi-million dollar company, and they've got tons of people working for them. And they're all former senators. They're all former state reps. They're all former, uh, you know, they're all former politicians and people who worked at the state house. They're all uber-connected. Um, so it's going to be a fight. And if you guys could go to the, uh, the GoFundMe page, type in Valley Patriot. It's on my Facebook page. Uh, if you click the cover page on my Facebook page, it'll bring you to the link. I would appreciate whatever you can give. $5,000 is not a lot of money when you consider how many people listen to us and how many people read us and how many people follow us on Facebook. So I'm just going to leave it at that. I've got a couple of the political topics I wanted to talk about. Uh, we've got good, about a good 15 minutes. Did you have anything burning, Paul? I wanted to talk a little bit about the census. I don't know if that's on your list. Oh, the census is definitely not on my list. All right. What is on your list? We'll use your topic for now. Well, I've got uh, a couple of beneath-the-surface kind of uh, issues and one paying-attention kind of issue. Mm-hmm. Which one do you want to go with first? Let's do a paying-attention. All right. Uh, it looks like uh, former Supreme Court Justice John Paul Stevens 
has come out against repealing the Second Amendment. Come out against it? Uh, excuse me. <laughs> come out against the Second Amendment. Come out for repealing oh, the okay. Second Amendment. Right. Yes, yes, That yes. would make more sense. And I would just say that before we say anything about whether it should be or not, I, I admire his forthrightness in saying, you know, not coming out with a, uh, an, uh, an ambiguous uh, we need change uh, nonsense, right. but actually saying exactly what he wants and what he believes should happen. Right. Now, agree with him or not, I think that's good. This is what should happen. Uh, too many you sh- people. You should always be able to say what you believe to yes. be true. That's what yeah. America is supposed yeah. to be about. Yeah, don't don't lie We're to the public. We're going to find out if that's true when I get to court. But you should always be able to say what you believe. Don't don't hold back uh, as to what you actually want. Say what you want. Right. At least we can understand that. Um, it seems like a lot of people today are ignoring the fact that the Second Amendment exists. Uh, this guy isn't, and I appreciate that. Yeah. No. H- however. Yeah. I agree with you. I admire that he was honest. However, please step down now. Because well, you well, can't he's be... Not, a, he's you, retired. Oh, oh this is, he was... Uh, he's uh, a retired uh, Supreme Court you justice. Caught, you caught me, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Next topic, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> retired Supreme Court well, justices just, can say whatever they want. Yeah, They're retired. I, I understand. But like, you, know, you know that I'm, uh, I'm pretty actively and vociferously pro-life. Mm-hmm. I never... I never speak in a sort of guarded way so that people might not know exactly what I would like to have have happened. Yeah, me neither. Look where it got me. Uh, be- <laughs> well, I mean, I, I try to say it in a uh, an intellectually uh, astute and uh, you know nice, uh, decent way. But I I, I believe that all uh, all murder of the innocent, whether they be born or unborn, should be against the law. There should be consistency. In the civil law against murder, I, I don't see anything. Yeah, but we talk about this every week. There's nothing consistent hmm. about any of our laws. No, I understand. Nothing. But I'm not going to say let's just uh, let's protect children up to six weeks after conception, or I mean uh, after six months, or or viability, or any of these other things. I'm not for that. I'm not. I, that's not my thing. I think every human being uh, who is innocent. Uh, should be uh, should be protected by law. I think that's the purview of of the law to protect the innocents, whether they be born. Or it doesn't matter what their level of maturity or dependence is at the time of the stage of their. So, I'm just saying, with this new movement about guns, let's be open, let's be honest, and let's have a true dialogue about you what you really want. Right. I think so I far. I've just heard ambig- ambiguities. Let's. We need change. I don't hear ambiguities. I hear lies. I hear Democrats mm. saying we don't want to take your guns away while they're mm. submitting legislation to take your guns away. They say we're not against the Second Amendment. You know, a law-abiding citizen should yeah. be able to have it unless you, unless you have a ment- unless you're mentally ill. If you're mentally right. ill and you're a law-abiding citizen, you, they do want to take your gun. So it's all just a big lie. At least Stevens was being honest. Uh, the Democrats can never just come out and say what they really believe. Well, it's not politica- politically expedient, so they, they, they can't be philosophically uh, honest. Right. Until they gain power, then suddenly they, be, they become real honest, right? Because then they don't care anymore. They've already achieved what they, the power that they wanted. Unless they want to be uh, – it depends on the district that they represent. Right. Yeah. Right. So we have this – controversy now about the census it's a manufactured controversy but a controversy nonetheless the census for years has asked people on the census are you an american citizen or not now uh and then for a while we didn't i think somewhere in the 50s or 60s they stopped doing that i don't know why they stopped doing that but they did this the purpose of the census is to count everyone i get that it's the democrat talking point they're not wrong about that however there's a lot of other things that the census asks that have nothing to do with counting people. They ask you how many dogs you have. They ask you how many refrigerators you have. They ask you your race. Why would they? There's nothing in the Constitution that says they should be asking your race. The Democrat talking points, the CNN talking points on the census change, now that we're, Trump is going to be asking people what their, what their um, immigration status is on the census, uh, you know, their talking point is, well, this is supposed to be for counting everyone, not... not not for counting illegal aliens. We shouldn't be counting illegal aliens. And they're not even being honest about that. They're saying it's unconstitutional. Well, if it's unconstitutional to ask someone if they're an illegal alien, certainly it should be unconstitutional to ask you something you can't control, like your race. I mean, there's nothing in the Constitution that says 
that the that the government should be counting how many dogs you have. Yet, so, it, yet it's on the census. So if they ask this question, are you an illegal alien? What percentage of illegal aliens are going to check yes? Yeah, probably not many. <laughs> probably not. But, uh, but the reason that they don't want this, this change to go through is because they know, you mm-hmm. know, and I know, and everybody listening knows that the number that they use of 11 million people who are here illegally is so mm. totally fucking bogus, it's the most funny thing in the world. What do you think it is? I think it's probably closer to 20 or 30 million. Mm. Um, and and I, think, I think they're counting 11 million Latinos maybe who are here illegal. We get a lot of people coming here illegally from all over the world, whether it's Saudi Arabia, whether it's Iraq, Syria, Afghanistan, Canada, Iceland, Ireland. How many illegal Irish people are there in South Boston? You can't spit without hitting one, right? <laughs> I don't know. So, so – this 11 million bullcrap, and every time somebody says it's 11 million, I laugh because how can you know that? They're illegal. They're not documented. By virtue of being undocumented, we don't know who they are or how many of yeah. them are here. I always wondered, how, where did they count them? And this is why they don't want a census that's actually going to enumerate and count and have science and scientific measures to declare how many, to, to know how many illegals are here. And I think if people realized how many mm. illegals were really here, I think this debate would go a lot differently. No, uh, agreed with At all that. At least the Democrats believe that. Agreed with all that. Now let's get to the practical question. All right, would now. it work? Like I said, how would many would work? check yes? Oh, well, you're right. Most so, of them, so, most so, them probably would. So after realizing that, then what? Right. what? What kind of scientific measure could we put in place that would actually get us real numbers? I don't know that you could. Like, unless right. you get arrested and they do your fingerprints and they run you through the system and they find out that you personally are not here legally. Otherwise, I don't know how you do that. There are hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people who are here illegally, who are living in the shadows, so to speak. They're using someone else's social security number or no social security number at all. They're working under the table, whether they're driving a cab or doing construction. And we have no idea how many of them are here. I think it would be good for us to know that. Well, I don't think – and by the way, I, I, I think it actually helps the states that have a lot of illegal aliens because a lot of funding is tied to the census. So if you have more – and by the way, the, the, the congressional apportionment is also by census. So if you have – let's say instead of having 11 million illegal aliens in the country, we have 30 million. We'll just use that for fun. And let's say a large portion of those people live in California. Well, California would get more money from the federal government because they have more people, mm-hmm. legal or not legal. I mean, you have more people going to your schools, showing up at your hospitals, being arrested, showing up at, at, uh, at soup kitchens. Whatever it is that the government's paying for, you have more people who are, who are in need of those services or getting those services. Paul. Have we tried E-Verify yet? E-Verify. They've been, they've been saying that. Uh, They're trying. Do you remember Mitt Romney got, um, got lambasted for, for using the term uh, self-deportation? I, do, you, do you remember that? For some reason, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, what oh that was, was big back in uh, the. Hmm. I don't know, but, but it was the primaries right. of whenever you ran. Right. Seems to me pretty reasonable, though. If you if you use an E-Verify system to ensure that businesses do not hire illegal immigrants, uh, they go back home because there's there's nothing for them to eat. Right. If they have no money. Listen, so they self-deport. And it's very easy to see why people come here. There's a lot of illegal aliens that come here. They don't want to be American citizens. I know, I know a lot mm. of them. Uh, I know there's a lot of Dominicans in Lawrence. They come to here. Br- to bring money back to their folks. Right. They yeah. come here because the, the money exchange, the dollar exchange, I can't think of what is the word of that, the, uh, the exchange of currency? The, currency, the, the currency difference. A dollar in the, in the United States, last I checked, a dollar in the United States is like $40 in the Dominican Republic. That means if you have $1,000 and you go to the Dominican Republic with $1,000, you've really got in their economy, in their country, mm. you have $40,000 to spend. That's a lot of money in a poor country. Sure. So you have a lot of people who come here, they work five or 10 years, whether it's under the table or with a social security number that's not mm. theirs, and they're sending money home. And every time they send $100 home, it's like they're sending $400 home. And I understand why they're doing that. They have a very poor family back, whatever country that they came from. In this case, it's the Dominican. And they, they're trying to take care of their family. But they're not coming here for a better life for their family here. They're coming here, many of mm-hmm. them, because they want to take the riches that you, can, that you can get here in this country and send it home to their country. Well, I mean, you have various reasons, and we've just named two of them. Um, what do we do about it? And Donald Trump it says that uh, we need a fence. 
Well, we do need a yeah. we need a wall. Excuse me, a wall. We need a wall with a it's moat and piranhas and alligators and an electric fence and snipers on the wall. And it's not just to stop people from coming here illegally; it's to stop the flow of drugs from pouring across the border. Now, we had a um, uh, uh, we had a uh, Facebook discussion one day last week. Not we, but mm. me and my me and my Facebook followers. Yeah. And I've got this guy who was always coming on saying these simplistic talking points like. But we all know a, uh, uh, we all know a wall is not going to work. They're going to tunnel okay. under it. They're going to climb over it. Well, that depends on what your definition of work is. If you build a wall and it stops ninety percent of the people who are just walking across the border every day, then it worked. Of course. Ten percent are going to get through. Whatever the percentage is, I'm making it up, right? Of mm-hmm. course, a certain percentage of people are going to make it through. But it's no different than locking your car door. You lock your mm. car door, even though you've got windows, people can break and still steal your car, right? Yeah. But you do it to deter the ninety percent of people who aren't going to go through the extreme measures of breaking your window to steal your car, right? You do it because ninety percent of the people who are going to look to steal a car are going to look to steal a car that's the easiest to steal, and that's the one that's not locked. Sure. You lock your car. You lock your house door, even for the same reason. Even though someone can climb in a window. So don't give us this crap that, quote, it doesn't work. Because if your idea of it working is stopping 100%, then you're not living in the real world. Nothing's 100%, right? That's right. So it's just a bogus talking point. Um, yeah. Go ahead. We've got four minutes, Paul. I, I just don't know if, um, like I said to you, I think it was last week or the week before, I think the, uh, the immediate situation calls for a wall, but in the long run, a permanent wall might go against us. Well, you, I, I, I think you're right. Yeah. And, and, and it could be deadly. Yeah, but it won't be in my lifetime. Uh, we don't know. Well, you, we don't, uh, we're talking right. about a, a tyrannical totalitarian regime that could, right. could that could come up out of well, nowhere. Trump, well, Trump is a Nazi, right? It won't be Trump, but some future situation that where people actually need to leave the country in order to save their lives, and there's a huge permanent wall there, it might go against us. So I'm just saying in the bigger picture, I'm not sure if I'm comfortable with the idea. All in right. the small picture, I am. All right. So you really have no strong feelings on the whole census thing, right? Um, well, I mean, isn't this, isn't this um, sort of similar to the whole uh, you, you need a, uh, an ID to vote kind of thing? Yes, you do need an ID. You should need an ID to vote. You should need an ID to vote. So, I mean, we're just not serious about this right. yet. I mean, we Look, need to f- get serious about well, this. I just, I just want to stop. I just want right. the lying to stop. Democrats want to stop the wall, not because it's not going to work, but because it will work. They mm. want as many illegal aliens to come in this country to replace right. the white voters that aren't voting for them anymore. They want as many Latinos. Because as we said on previous shows, if, if Latinos started voting Republican in large numbers, Lizzie Warren would be out there with the, with the mortar and the bricks herself <laughs> building. The, she'd, be, she'd be having tournament camps in Kansas for all the people that need to be deported. And she'd be, her and Bonnie uh, Frank and the rest of them and Barack Obama would be yeah. there making sure these Latinos get the hell out of the country. <laughs> they don't care about Latinos. They don't care about Mexicans. They care about replacing the white voters, the average white middle class that's no longer voting Democrat. They're, yes. they're, they're trying to overpopulate the white middle class with foreigners, citizens of other countries that are going to come here and vote for them so they can maintain their power. That's really all it's about. So this fight about the census, the fight about the wall, the fight about all this other stuff, mm. it's really all about replacing Americans with non-Americans who will vote for them. Isn't this kind of obvious? Yeah, for anybody Isn't who it? pays attention, it's obvious. But a lot of people, they're so busy with their own lives that they don't pay attention. And yet, just to try to be somewhat fair, um, well, to always try to be One fair. One minute, Paul. Try to always be fair. Yep. Republicans don't do anything about uh, illegal immigrants either because no. many of them want the, uh, want the under-the-table cheap labor. Right, but, but they're not fighting for it. You get some like Bill yeah. Crystal and some of the Never Trumpers. But the Republican Party itself, yeah, they're feckless, right? Mm. But they're not out there fighting. They're not out there fighting to bring in mm. more and let them stay. Right. They're not going on TV saying, by the way, ICE is coming at 3 o'clock t- this afternoon. So if you're yeah. a criminal, no, make sure no you question. get out of Dodge. No question. Right? So, so if you've got a choice between the two, you've got to go with the Republican Party. I mean, as much as I hate to, I'm not a Republican anymore for oh, this I, very reason. I completely agree. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We're cutting the show short this week to an hour. We're going to be an hour starting next week. Excellent. We'll get the Worthen playing. Thank you to Melvin Taylor for coming to our bash An extra last hour week. next week? Is that what you said? Uh, or just an hour no, just next an week? Hour just next an hour week. next yeah. week. Okay. And I want to thank everybody who supported our bash, the Lawrence firefighters, the Methuen firefighters, the Lawrence police, the Methuen police, 
the chiefs of all the communities. I um, want to thank Al Velo, who contributed a lot of money to our scholarships. Um, uh, Laborers Union Local 175 gave us $1,000 for our scholarships. Eugene Smith, an Army veteran, gave us $1,000 for our scholarships. We'll talk about more of that on, uh, on our upcoming shows. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Go to our GoFundMe page. Go to GoFundMe, type in Valley Patriot. Every little bit that you can give is going to help us. We're trying to keep this paper going. We're trying to keep this show going. And if there's no Valley Patriot, there's no show, there's no books, there's no helping <laughs> veterans, there's no driving around chasing police calls at night, and Tom has to go out and get a real job. And listen to my radio show, Beneath the Surface, on WCAP, 10 to 11 p.m. every Monday night. All right, thank you. Melvin Taylor says go home. So go home already. Let's do it. <laughs> the views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.